and welcome to another episode with the Uninformed Gamers. I am one of your hosts here, Chameleon or Chris, um, and I have two here with me, my two wonderful, wonderful hosts. I've got Devin, Darkness Tiger. That's me. And Mason of Rad Dreams Review. Heyo, hello. What is going on, boys? It has been a while. It has indeed. It's been a while for you. We've been yes. here. We don't miss a day. <laughs> that that is a false statement right there. Well, Devin only misses one day. <laughs> yeah, no. next week. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we haven't. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Soon. That's foreshadowing. That may not be true. We'll see. I'll just be on a four-minute delay. Oh, God. <laughs> we don't on. like that. Well, Chris, why don't you tell everybody where you've been? Yeah, yeah. So um, I uh, just had my daughter. Hey. Um, well, not me personally, of course, but <laughs> my girlfriend just had her, our da- daughter. Chris is a frog. Shut up. <laughs> He's just a little funny frog with a microphone on his head. That's what Chris looks like. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, uh, I've been dealing with that. I was like... I was in the hospital for several days last week, so I wasn't able to make it to record an episode last week. And yeah, it's just, uh, it's just been chaotic, very chaotic. Um, but things are slowing down now. Baby is in and settled, just a monster at night. <laughs> Little terror monster. What's the baby's name? Because I think all the fans are going to get a kick out of the name. Aria. Little Arya Stark has joined the Uninformed Gamers podcast. So funny enough, we, we did not name her Arya from that show. So like, um, my girlfriend actually has never seen Game of Thrones. And really? She, and she, yes, and she brought the the name. I was like, so where did she get it from then? I have no idea because the the first name she was trying to use, I was not a fan of. What it, what I was knew. she trying for? <sighs> Carson, I was like, oh, no. for a girl, yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. Because I am, because I'm a big football fan. Um, and immediately I think of Carson Wentz, Carson Palmer. I'm like, no, they're big, burly, or, dudes. or like Carson Daly. I don't even know who that is, but yeah, another dude <laughs> in the mix. But yeah, that's a that's a guy name. Exactly. That's what that's what I thought. I was like, so like, w- w- I was like, can we go back to the drawing board, please? <laughs> in, in college, I knew a girl. Her name was Frankie, and she went by Frank for short. That's. I mean, that's not as bad, I guess. That's um, not as uncommon because I also knew a Frankie, but her her real name was Fran- Francesca. But yeah, my Frankie. Okay. Yeah, well, like um, when whenever my wife and I have. Uh, children if we have a girl we we want to name them uh charlotte yeah if, i like if, that then, then if we have a boy we want to name him uh charles oh, hell yeah okay. charles is majestic boy. as fuck hell yeah man like <laughs> charles xavier hell yeah let's go yes. you were gonna say it. middle name is gonna I, be xavier <laughs> yeah. i mean if she lets me Right, she's he's like, well, it's on the no, no. the The middle name was already decided to be Eugene. Okay, that's okay. Cool. I like it. And then See, for the girl, middle name would be Mary for my mother. Oh, love it. See, I'm a little bit different than you guys when it comes to children name. I have absolutely no desire to have kids at this current moment. However, Fair. however, 
if I were to have a child, specifically a daughter, mm-hmm. I want I want her nickname to be Liz. So okay. I'm, so obviously I'm gonna name her Lizard. You name her what? I'm gonna name her Lizard. So that way like, your nickname li- is Liz. Like the rep, like the reptile, yeah, like the reptile, like a lizard. <laughs> I thought I heard you wrong. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, yeah, Chris. Like, I was just like, wait, what? Nope. Her name's being lizard, and uh, she's. Did, did I uh, did I hear that right? Yep, did she's. Gonna hate me. That's okay. that poor child. So, so I gotta ask Chris. Uh, since your child was born, I assume you haven't had a lot of time to play games. Uh, you'd be surprised. She sleeps all through the day. Oh, really? I was like, you don't know my brother. (laughs) What'd you say? I was like, he doesn't know my brother. Like, Chris, that him having a kid is not going to stop Chris. (laughs) No. I won't stop, baby. What have you been been playing? Oh, um, so I've been playing, um, I've been making, still trying to make my way through Final Fantasy XIV's story. Yeah. Um, I am in Stormblood. So there's 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 Stormblood, then it goes uh, Shadowbringers, and okay. then Endwalker. Endwalker. I heard I Shadowbringers was like the worst one. I have no idea, but I, I I also don't know. So yeah, I mean it's I've got to say it's very like if you if you paid the subscription for this game just strictly for the campaign, yeah, you're getting a damn good amount of content. I don't know how many hours I have in this game. I really need to look it up, but it's basically been nothing but story. <laughs> and I mean, co- it is Final Fantasy after all. Right, right, right. They, they they do it like the the first iteration of the story is kind of dry, boring. It's just it's just a lot of fetch quests. Mm-hmm. It, like it goes on too long, in my opinion. But they recently cleaned it up. I don't know how good it is now, but. Um, they do a f- damn good job of telling a story after that first is called Born. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. Um, Destiny, Dead by Daylight, and Fall Guys. <laughs> nice. How do you like uh, Fall Guys? Honestly, I love it. It's fucking hilarious. We, it like, is a fun game. Like I've played it too in the past. I suck at it, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's just one of those games, like, I don't know, you could just, you just sit there and waste some time playing it. It's just, yeah. like, you just get eliminated in dumb ways. You're like, oh Yeah, it, it's like, it's like utter chaos, you know? It's just, like, <laughs> pure pandemonium, the game. Yeah, David, just think about it like this. There's, there's 60 people typically in, in, in a instance of a game. Mm-hmm. And there is, like, collision. So, like, you can walk into other people. Yeah. So you're 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 like <laughs> you can run and grab somebody and like try and like stop them from doing something. You can like be trying to make a jump and like jump on someone's head or get interrupted by someone jumping on you or something. Like mm-hmm. it is pure and utter chaos, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it'd be up my alley. Like I have like all I need to do is just download it and just play it, but I just I'm so there's so much of a backlog going on right now with me. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's it's one of those games like a match can last five minutes. <laughs> a match can also last like 10, 15 minutes. I mean, not, not, not they're bad. not too long. That's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's just like one of those pick up and go. Like if you ever want to play, I'm, I'm always down to play it. If you guys ever want to get into it. 
Maybe yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely be interested because it's it's very fast, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll stream that one for the listeners. Yes. Um, what's McCall at? So mentioning my backlog, uh, it's not just a backlog of video games, <laughs> but also a backlog of TV shows and movies. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, and I got around, um, I want to say yesterday or two days ago, uh, it was actually yesterday, I had about an hour after a work meeting, like I just finished up work, I had about an hour until my next um, time slot in the afternoon to do something. And I was like, you know what, I have an hour, let me just go on to Netflix and let me watch the first episode of Resident Evil. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I watched <laughs> so, it. So yeah. how how was the first episode? Um, okay, so if this, it's a perfectly fine generic zombie film or TV series, the biggest problem is that it has, it's titled Resident Evil. Okay. How is that, how is that the issue? Because it's so generic. You expect more, basically. I mean, you expect something closer to the series, canon series. Yep. Uh, even if they wanted to follow like the Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil, the one where they're based on the house or whatever, yeah, that would have been a little bit better. But the problem was, if you remove the Resident Evil title and just change the character names, it could it's be, worth it. Um, I mean, it's it, I wouldn't say it's worth it. I would still say it's just okay. Like if I'm giving it an uninformed gamer score, I'm giving it a two out of five. Wow. Um, and yikes! That okay? That's yeah, very low. It's very low, but only because like it's it's going. The first episode goes a little bit back and forth from like the past to the future. Um, as of right now, majority of the character. Oh, somebody! The majority of sorry the about char- that. That's all right. The majority of the characters are just unlikable, like not even good, uh, just annoying as crap. However, I will say. Lance Reddick as Albert Wesker actually works for me. Does it? Yes. That's what I've heard a lot of people saying that like he was the saving grace of that show. Oh, absolutely. He he most certainly is because every time he's on screen, he steals the show. And this is obviously before stuff goes like to hell uh, in the, the flashback scenes. And he seems like he's a normal guy. But in the first episode, you actually kind of get that like glimpse of like what Wesker is going to become. And it is such a beautiful, beautiful scene. And it's only on it's only like a three minute scene. Really? But it is so good. I'm like, all right, I might just continue watching just to watch this guy. So you so you would you would argue like that would be like perfect casting for him? I would say it's perfect casting for him. And I can guarantee you that there's probably some people who don't like the show, uh, because there's it's minority based, uh, minority and female based, and so that's why some people are already feeling a certain type of way. Um, okay, that's I think if you're going to criticize, there's a lot to criticize this TV show for. That's not really one of them, but I think Lance Reddick is doing a fantastic job as Albert Wesker. I will watch the next episode sometime soon. Um, however, back to my video game, I, I mentioned to you guys via text that my Xbox is being a bit of a dick. Yeah, so what's been going on with it? Well, I could turn the Xbox on with the controller, but once I turned it on, I couldn't do anything else. Like, I couldn't even turn it off. Like, I couldn't move, couldn't do anything. Yeah, this problem was a two- to three-day problem for me. And um, today I finally decided to Google, and they were like, the best thing you can do is that you might need to plug in your controller to the original connection, plug it into the Xbox. 
did that, nothing worked. And I'm like, fine, time for a hard reset. So I unplugged my Xbox for about eh, about 10 minutes, came back in, and it fixed itself. So I've been working my way through Assassin's Creed Valhalla, been working my way through Formula One 2022, been working my way through uh, the multiverse, and we'll get into that. And I'm excited. I'm very excited to hear about that, actually. Yep. Well, uh, we can talk about it now. Or we can talk about it later in the segment. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay. And been working my way through the cat game named Stray. Very nice. Yes. Yep. What about you, Mason? What have you been up to? Uh, so let's see. The I guess the biggest thing that I've been up to is I finally got around to playing the. I think it's considered a remake or a remaster of Destroy All Humans for Xbox Game Pass. Oh, yeah, it was a remaster. That's the remaster, right? Yeah. Uh, I've been playing that a lot, actually, and I've been having a huge, huge good time with it. I used to play it a lot back in the day and uh, still having a really good time with this remaster. I didn't know that the like the alien overlord that you serve... Um, He's voiced by Invader Zim, actually. That's That's hysterical. Like, I was playing it, and they were doing, like, the opening narration and shit, and I was just like, why does this voice sound familiar? And then, like, he started to scream, and, uh, like, in the typical Zim fashion, and I'm like, oh, that, yep, that's the guy. (laughs) Why does this raspy voice sound so familiar? Yeah, and I had to think about it for, like, a brief second, (laughs) <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, that's that's totally him. So I was messing around with that, and then um, I finished a anime series. Uh, it was old, old one from uh, the early 2000s called Angel Beats. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched that, and it was okay. Um, it was a little below average. Um, didn't really age well because I think it was from like 2005. Yeah. So. Take did that any, with what you any, will. Did any movie from 2005 age well? I don't know. I would have to look. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> to be to be completely real, I would Not have to look. Like, um, head, I'm like, what was the movie that came? Well, nope, scratch that. Batman Begins. That holds up. Well, it's not my favorite Batman, but. It's still good. It's still good. Uh, the original Fantastic Four also came out in 2005. Well, that one was shit, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty bad. Did you guys hear about the um, they're going to be making another Fantastic Four? I, I did. I did, and I also heard that it's not going to be like an origin story. Which yeah, I saw that. But yeah, um, I think that's pretty much been it in terms of like gaming, really. All right, that's all right. So you guys ready to get into our first major topic today? Yes, sir. And this is coming from the direction of Rockstar Games. Now, normally when we talk about Rockstar, we kind of talk about how they've been kind of treating Red Dead Redemption like their red-headed stepchild. But uh, there's been, again, and there's nothing officially confirmed or anything of the sort because Rockstar is very tight-lipped. But there is uh, a very good likelihood that the new Grand Theft Auto will feature a female main character for the first time in the series' history. And rumor has it that it's going to be based in a Miami-like city. So we're thinking that we're going to be returning back to Vice City. 
How do you guys feel about this news? Do you think that this is a right move for Grand Theft Auto? Do you think they should explore someplace new? Uh, what are y'all What are y'all thoughts? I yeah. mean, uh, for me, I think they should explore someplace new, but that's that's just me. Mm-hmm. So I I like the character edition. Um, I think giving gamers more choice is always the best move. Um, and to get to give someone the ability to play a female character is just a win for all gamers. Like, I mean, whether you play it or not, like just being able to get that choice is nice. As far as the the city, yeah, I would say I would say go somewhere else. Um, uh, I like it's it's fine if maybe like if the core area of the game is another city but you can somehow travel to uh dude you said it was vice city uh basically vice city yeah it, it it would be fine if you could travel to it but it but it not be like you know the core experience because i mean because if they do that they're just reusing assets <laughs> yeah and, I would, I would agree with that statement. Originally, Rockstar wanted to include large portions of North and South America, but unfortunately, that is a lot to um, put in a game. So they actually had to start dialing it back a little bit. So they kind of just decided on a Miami-like city. So again, we'll just kind of mention it as Vice City going forward. And uh, apparently, Rockstar, again, this is all just rumors and speculation, but these rumors seem to be pretty strong. Uh, the new map is going to be updating over time with new cities, new missions. So kind of like how we're seeing Rockstar Online now, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna be saying that hopefully with the main base story of Grand Theft Auto 6. Which we saw how successful Rockstar Online was, or Grand Theft Auto Online was for Rockstar. So I don't see this as being like a major negative thing. Right. I was just about to ask, like, do you think when this comes out, it'll have the staying power that Grand Theft Auto Online had? Yeah. Um, I'm going to actually agree with Chris on this. I'm going to say yes, and here's why. Uh, because Rockstar has a formula. Yeah, and, it, and it's been you know, tried and true and pretty, pretty spot on. Yep, it, it, it has worked. Had they kept that same formula for Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Online, I can guarantee Rockstar would have made a lot of money by doing that. Um, the question is, do they have the team capacity to keep up Grand Theft Auto Online, build Red Dead Online, and work on Grand Theft Auto 6? Not including, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, not including any other potential IPs. Like, I know they, they eventually scrapped the Midnight Club series. However, Which is unfortunate, because I enjoyed that franchise. I, I did it as well. I thought it was a great series. Yep. But there, there were about Midnight Club, there was like some earnings report and they actually did mention Midnight Club and how they still own the IP for that so that they could use it if they wanted to. Um, there's that. There is Bully, which you can just basically assume that that's dead in the water. Going Wow, forward. I forgot about that game, actually. I think that was probably the biggest, most popular game I never played. And yeah, I never played it either. I always thought it looked stupid. Chris, you ever played What's the name of it? Bully. Bully. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never played so, like, it. You were, it like, looked this... interesting, actually. So, like, but... the main character kind of reminded me of uh, Bobby from King of the Hill. I was thinking the same exact thing as you Except were, like, like a prep school it. version. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, a shitty 
version of like Bobby. That is funny. But no, we're hoping to see um we're hoping to see some kind of information coming directly from Rockstar. Um, so let's hope for the best and let's hope that some of these rumors turn out to be true. Um, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Rockstar has a tendency to kind of like not really say anything until it's actually being released. So it might be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be forever. Yeah. Um, as far as like, I know you mentioned it um, for a moment there that you don't know if they're going to have the capacity for their team or their, through their team. So let's be honest. They're not doing shit with Red Dead Redemption Online. No, they are not. It, it has been, what, the game's been out two or three years at this mm-hmm. point? Yep. And there's been limited to no content added. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even consider that as part of any sort of plan that they have. Um. I will say that they will probably hold support for Grand Theft Auto's fives online, but they'll probably stop like adding stuff to it and add it to the new Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I um, can definitely see that. Yeah, because I mean, at this point, it's it's a pretty damn massive online game. Um, yeah, and even outside of the base game, <laughs> and with all the updates, it's even making me considering going back for like a split second. Oh yeah, yeah. Just I honestly, I wanted to go back and play it to to play that. Um, who was it? The the Snoop and uh, yeah, Doctor Doctor Dre. Yep, I, I wanted to kind of play that. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I they're a they're a pretty damn large studio, mm-hmm. so I think whatever they decide, they'll be fine. They, they just need to tread carefully. Yes, definitely. Like, like, just don't be stupid because they already tried to release. Um, those remasters and they were absolute shit they looked horrible <laughs> and i think that that was one of the reasons why rockstar was just like all right y'all only got one job now y'all don't we're not talking about anything else we're not doing anything else uh we already treat red dead redemption like uh anthem <laughs> I, uh, yeah i was gonna yeah. say i don't know if it's that bad but <laughs> it's close no, it's, it's, it's close. damn close it's damn close <laughs> it all might right. as well be abandoned <laughs> it might as well be abandoned all right True. Mason, do you want to bring us our next story? Sure. We got uh, kind of a uh, dual story in, in, in this bit of news because uh, I figured, you know, if we're, if we're going to talk about, you know, Magic Gathering or, or D&D, might as well lump these two together. So first bit of news, we have uh, the company itself, Wizards of the Coast, setting up a video game studio, actually, led by the Dragon Age video game producer, which is kind of big news. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dragon Age is a very, very successful franchise. Uh, definitely a AAA game, if, if I'm going to be honest. Would you agree with that sentiment? I would absolutely yep. agree. Absolutely. So, yeah, this was announced on the 26th, so you know, two days ago. So Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast and um, like D&D itself because, you know, Wizards formed a partnership with uh, like the D&D developers and ergo, you know, Hasbro owns them too. So the fact that they're coming together and forming a studio to make games, you know, dedicated to like Dungeons and Dragons, it's kind of exciting. Um, they do have a uphill battle 
in my opinion, against Larian Studios with um, Baldur's Gate coming out very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that is more or less... And this this might sound like hyperbole, but I think that'll be like the quintessential D&D video game. I 100% can see that. Because... Yeah. Uh, you know, as everybody knows, like Larian has a very good track record, you know, Divinity Original Sin and, and Original Sin 2 were blockbuster hits, amazing 10 out of 10 video games. And for them to be developing a, a Baldur's Gate D&D game is amazing. I am playing the beta and the beta is amazing. And it's just been a really, really positive experience to just be you know, a part of that, you know, creative process with the community. Yes, it's taken a while, but the fact that they're being so careful with this game to make sure it's absolutely perfect before it comes out is very reassuring. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm very much looking forward to this video game studio uh, by Wizards, and I'm I'm very, very excited. And since we're still talking about Dungeons & Dragons, did you guys see the trailer for the new D&D movie? I did. How about saw, you, Devin? I saw a quick 10-second clip. I have not seen it, but I've seen the cast. Yes. <laughs> so what do you guys think? I, I think, think it looks fun. The cast of humans looks great. <laughs> yeah, for, exactly. uh, for a D&D movie, I, I was very disappointed that they didn't use like other races besides like humanoids. Yeah. Because, like, they obviously have the budget to do it because, like, the trailer's effects were pretty pretty good, if I'm going to be real. Yeah, I would agree. So I it's not like they can't agree. afford, like, to CG, like, a lizard folk or, you know, do, like, dwarves, gnomes, elves, uh, you know, you could do orcs. I mean... Yeah, it, it really should have been one human, uh, one dwarf... <laughs> um, some sort of elf, mm-hmm. uh, and one other like race, like a halfling. Yeah, or, I was gonna say like a halfling that. for like comedic relief or something like exactly. that. Exactly, it that would have been the perfect like four four person party yep. that like you normally get in D anD. d You don't typically get. I don't, I don't even Off know humans. how many people are on like the the like cast. There's four or five people. Um, that are supposed to be like the adventuring party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't tor- normally get, yeah, like just all humans. So like that, that, that just doesn't happen. Well, do you think that the reason they made it, well, do you think the reason they made it all humans is because they're, Amazon actually owns, apparently owns the rights now to Lord of the Rings. Okay, and, yeah. and they're, yeah, and they're getting ready to like, I guess, release this major Lord of the Rings TV series. Do you think that Dungeons and Dragons kind of had to stand out in some way just so it wouldn't be compared to, oh, this is just Lord of the Rings or something along those lines? Could that be the reason? Possibly. It, it's very possible. Yeah. And let's also talk about the fact that this isn't the first Dungeons and Dragons movie. This is actually the fourth. Yes. And all I, I will <laughs> say uh, there hasn't been a good one. Yeah, so I think they're just like, you know what, let's wade into these waters. Let's not spend as much money as we could until people actually go out and see it. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know there was other ones. I've never yeah, seen Yeah, they, they're not that good, unfortunately. I seen, the I seen the first one. I was like, this movie's garbage. 
bitch. <laughs> and that's a lot coming from me. Chris, here's how bad it is. Marlon Wayne's is in it. Yeah. That should tell you. Wait. One the, yeah, one of the Wayne. Yeah, brothers. One of the Wayne's brothers? Yeah, one of the Wayne's brothers from White Oh, Chick. my God. <laughs> that's funny. That, <laughs> that he's not a he's not the actor for that. No, he's just he's not. He's a good actor and he's a he's a comedian. I basically. know everybody. I know everybody who wants to see uh, Dungeons and Dragons definitely wants Marlon Wayans to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's bad, but I actually have hope. I think that this is a pretty decent cast. When I saw that Michelle Rodriguez was going to be in it, I'm like, all right, I, I'm already fully sold. Um, you have Hugh Grant. You have Jason Wong. You have Sophia Lillis. You, th- I think this is a very strong cast of characters. Yeah, I mean, definitely some good names. I think Chris Pine, Chris Pine being the bard is kind of weird, but I'll take it. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't give off like the bard energy, you know? No, absolutely not. Like I was expecting that to go to like... Um, Oh, who is the short little guy that was in Always Sunny in Philadelphia who really wants to be Wolverine? Are you talking about Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito. (laughs) He wanted to be. No, 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 no. That's funny. Honestly, like, (laughs) if I was to pick someone for, like, a bard that would be kind of fitting, I feel, I wouldn't be opposed to, like, Peter Dinklage, actually. I think he would be the perfect bard. I think he would be the perfect bard, but it'd be hard to separate him from uh, his character in Game of Thrones. It would be, but he's yes. done things uh, after Game of Thrones and ha- has done them well. Yep. He most yeah, he's a good actor. He's a so great it, it, it is tough, though, when you're a part of a show like so prolific and, and so like far-reaching. You know, you almost get typecasted a little bit. Yep. Um, but I, I'd say, you know, I mean, if Amelia Clark can step away from being the you know the mother of dragons you know she you know, i think peter dinklage can step away from you know to, to be fair mason i think i'm going to be on the listener's side on this outside of game of thrones what was bigger than that for amelia clark uh i mean that was probably like her most notable role to be honest she was in Terminator. She was in uh, Solo. She was in uh, another, actually. Oh, uh, she was in another thing that I'm just, I'm hitting a blank on. Um, I think that she deserves a whole lot more, but. I I, hey, she's a good actress. Uh, yeah. she's, but she's been in so many things that no one has ever heard of. Cause if you yeah, ever, yeah. Have you ever heard of Voice from the Stone? No. That came out in 2017. How about Above Suspicion? Nope. That came out in 2019. Murder Manual. I've heard about that. Never seen it. Came out in 2020. Like, I think that she's a phenomenal actress, but like, mm, I don't think she's really gotten the roles that she deserves. Yeah. I agree. I I hope she gets more roles Mm -hmm. because I I would like to see her in more stuff. Yeah, same. Same. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to our next story that is going to frustrate anyone who... Yeah is against the mobile game realm who is against cash cowing um mason let's talk about diablo immortals for a second yeah so this this news came it's either like today or yesterday it's very recent news diablo immortal has officially topped a hundred million dollars in in terms of player spending you know 
in real money for that game. Chris, I I, I could have swore that like we're in a major recession. Everyone is broke. Yeah, what's this inflation thing I'm hearing about? I don't get uh, it. <laughs> yeah. You know? If if yeah. we're all, if we're all universally broke, how are people able to not only spend a hundred million dollars on Diablo Immortal, they're buying NFTs, they're buying just straight garbage, and yet we're all broke. I don't get it. Is this how we're I, broke? I don't want to hear anybody complaining, you know? No, because uh, they're spending daddy's money, you know. You know what's yeah. going on. That is true. It's funny that you say that because that reminded me of something. A couple of years back, there was this. Uh, there was another like uh, mobile video game of some sort, and this kid got a hold of his mom's credit card, and I think he spent around forty thousand dollars. I think I remember this. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember Sounds the. Familiar. I don't remember the specific game, but people really do be spending coin on yep. these, these mobile games. Like to give you a really good example. Uh, I was getting some car work done you know, a long time ago, it was months and months and months ago, and I was talking with the owner of the shop, and he has a young kid, young boy, and he loves to play Genshin Impact. And, you know, as everybody knows, that's a free-to-play game. Uh, there are microtransactions, but they're not, like, predatory, so you don't necessarily need to purchase anything. Like, you can play that game free-to-play and still be fairly competitive, which I've spoken on this before. I like that a lot about Genshin. Um, it's just the, the company itself is notorious for predatory practices. Tencent, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. is what we're talking about. But he was saying that his son got a hold of his credit card and he bought like in-game currency worth at least it was around $300. Oh my God. And hit, oh my God, he was livid. Yeah, and and then like he was just like, yeah, and that wasn't even the worst of it, bro. And I'm like, oh god, what happened? And he's just like, dude, he also plays Fortnite. And I'm like, oh god, here we go. He's just like, yeah, you ever hear those the uh, what are they called V Bucks? Is that what they're yep. called? <laughs> yep. And uh, he was just like, yeah, man, like that that like he he said that mf'er. <laughs> he was just like that mf'er. He spent. Five hundred dollars on V Bucks. Oh dear! Jesus oh god! Yeah. And he was so he. I mean, obviously he uh, he grounded him and like took away like every single privilege that he could possibly think of for his child. But that, that was like so funny craziness. He, he couldn't get refunded either. Really? Nope. Well, I wonder. Was, I wonder what system funny. it was because because uh, so I actually have a similar story. So, Devin, this this actually happened to Ma because of the kids. Uh, and I, yeah. <laughs> twice, twice I had to go in and fix this. So they spent, yeah, it was around like 300 bucks or something of, of Chuck's credit card. Ooh. I was like, Jesus Christ, what is happening? So I go over there. I figure out what was happening. Luckily, like I contacted uh, Microsoft support and they were like, oh, yeah, we'll just refund it for you. There's no. Oh, nice. Big. Nice guy, Microsoft strikes again. <laughs> See if it was PlayStation. I, they, I feel so, so bad. I feel so bad saying it because it's like, <laughs> like it, it feels like I'm always talking up Microsoft, and I'm really not trying to. Yeah. But like they legitimately did it for me twice. Yeah. And the sec the second time they were like, "Hey, please shut up, set up like family sharing or something." 
Yeah, like set up some sort of again. like fail safe. Yes, they're like because they were like we're going to be less likely to do this again. Like they said, we might, but we'll, like I don't know what the next rep will do. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it'll be the third third instance. So I, I like I was like, my if you put your car on here one more time, like I took it off. I what was so funny was the first time it happened, um, I took off the credit card. Yeah, and then I also I put on like a um a code to use the store, like so they they needed this code. I gave the code to my mother. Oh no! And she gave it to the kids. Oh jeez! Remember that part? That's a mistake right there. <laughs> I was like, "Why did you do that?" I was like, "Ma, don't you dare put your card on there. You're going to the store and you're getting the gift cards." But yeah, it was- like it's so crazy. Like you hear these new stories or just horror stories about kids spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on like virtual currency or uh, skins or things of that nature. Like, yep. Chris, doesn't the future look bright? <laughs> no. I'm smarter than that, though. I, 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 I ain't giving the, my card ain't going on shit, but my own device. Oh, you say that, Chris. You say <laughs> that. Oh, I do say that, and I live by that. We'll All go right. to the store before before my card's on anything. Well, I we're gonna, I'm going to put a bookmark on this episode. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hey, uh, clip, clip this audio. Clip this audio, listeners, and uh, in 10 years... Uh, we're going to repost this for Chris. Yep. <laughs> Guys, um, I got my kid to spend all my money. <laughs> <laughs> What's the call? The question What's is, the... what video game will it be in the future? Who knows? Uh, Grand Theft <laughs> Auto Five Online. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking rotten. So true, though. <laughs> okay, what's we call it? Let's move over to our next story. Chris, yeah. have you ever had a cat? Several. Did you like having a because you also had a dog? Did you prefer to have a cat or a dog? One hundred percent the cat. Why? See, I I want a dog, but no, my wife and I we work full time jobs, so it's very yeah. difficult for us to have a dog. Plus, we don't have a backyard either. So right, right, yeah, yeah you're you're limited on real estate in that backyard yeah. for sure. So I think once we get a bigger home and an actual like backyard, we'll get one. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's my issue with dogs. Uh, like they're I, I, I like dogs, yeah. but I don't like to own dogs because okay. here's the problem. I don't want to walk it. Uh, it. It gets too cold here in Ohio. I am not all for it. Like it just, just, I am not going out there. I'm not letting them out in the backyard. I'm not doing it. They're like, cause then I have to go out there. I gotta, I gotta clean up shit. I would much rather clean a litter box or get an automated cleaner on the litter box than me even do that. Like I am like, I am the worst type of person to own a dog because I just don't want to do anything. Mm. Good thing you had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Kids don't have are to walk infinitely it. harder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I fully get that. And I understand your situation, Mason, as to why you wouldn't want one. I'm allergic to both cats and dogs. Plus, I have to yeah. travel at a moment's notice. Yeah. Pets. Well, like, I own, I own two cats. Hmm. Mm-hmm. At, at my place and they're fine like they're self-sufficient you know the only thing is you know they fight sometimes but that's normal yeah um, and then we have to you know be wary when we go out of town because we have to like get my dad or, or somebody yeah. close by to like you know feed them walk yep. you know um fill up their water bowl and change like the litter but they're you no know, very very easy to take care of yeah and the reason we're talking about uh cats is because uh chris what have you thought of stray you've seen it 
I've seen it. So obviously Same I don't here. have a PS5, so I can't play it. Mm-hmm. I, it might be on PC. I don't remember. Um, it, it is currently on PC as well. Oh, cool. So it looked really... It, so, all right. So we all knocked it. I won't lie. We we all shat on it when we yeah, saw we it. Yeah, we did. We're like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's a game about a cat. Who's going to play this? <laughs> so we were proved completely wrong. Like, yeah, we the, were very, very wrong. <laughs> everyone seems to love this game. Like, I haven't really seen anything negative about it. Like, it's even reviewing well on, like, the re- different review sites. Like, I, I heard that it was actually reviewing better than Elden Ring. <laughs> That's, I, it's, I it's not that. even joking. Yeah. That's cat people will go to the ends of the earth and will review bomb this game. Yep, yep. Like, I have an orange tabby. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 10. That's so funny. But yeah, no, it, it actually looks funny. Like, because like I've seen people playing it and then they actually have cats and the cats hear all the meowing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they like, them. they like react to it. Yeah, like I saw one try and jump at the TV at yep. the cat. <laughs> it probably whiffed. Oh, it fucking slammed into that screen and just <laughs> fell off of it. <laughs> oh, dude, um, the horror story about cats that happened to me uh, years and years ago when I when my wife and I lived in uh, these apartments. Mm-hmm. So my cat Mowgli was getting like really curious about like our our television. We had we had like a it was a 40 plus inch TV low to the ground on a, you know, like an entertainment center sort of thing. Oh, no. And uh, so he jumps up and like lunges from the ground to the TV itself, like smacks right smack dab into the TV. And I see it like and I'm far away, far away from the TV. And I see it like rocking back and forth. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And so I run like to the TV. So before it falls and unfortunately i was too late and it fell straight on the on the carpet and like it cracked oh my god and then and then the motherfucker jumps on top of the back of the tv while it's on the ground shattered sits on it and then like looks at me with his head cocked like what what did i do (laughs) of course he he did nothing wrong (laughs) i'm just like you son of a bitch (laughs) <laughs> he broke your 40 He broke my fucking TV. <laughs> I'd be mad. Oh, I was pissed. And, and imagine how that conversation was when, when I had to call my wife and tell her what happened. She, she probably thought you did it. And yeah, she to thought I was lying. I'm like, dude, no. Like, this is legit. <laughs> I know exactly how it went. Listen, babe, uh, you wouldn't believe what happened. The cat slammed into the TV and knocked it <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> She's like, oh, so you slammed into the TV and knocked it on the ground. No, 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 the cat. The cat. <laughs> it was 100% the cat. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> I watched it happen. Um, I have played Stray, and I played it a few times, and I will be giving a review in our uh, end segment, our review segment. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna save that until then. Uh, it's a very colorful game, and that's mm-hmm. all until then. I did see uh, before we move on to our next uh, topic. I did see people are modding the game, and uh, there's a very popular mod out where you can play as Garfield. Yes. Yep. People, I like that. Which is which is cool. Yeah, I like that. It's fun. I I appreciate the modding community for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Speak and just real quick uh, when talking on the modding community. Uh, we were speaking via like text message off podcast about a fan made mod for uh, the Simpsons hit and run. 
Yeah. And oh my god, that that fan game looks so good. Oh yeah, yeah, it looks really really cool. Yeah, I I, I do hope that we get a remaster of that someday, but I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, same. It looked epic. I can't wait, but I but the problem is I know I'm not waiting for anything. Yeah, and speaking of things that we'll be waiting for, uh, this leads us right into our next topic about Knights of the Old Republic. Well, it's delayed. <laughs> yeah, and it's delayed indefinitely, correct? Yes, yep. and that's the problem. Yeah, which is Nor- super unfortunate. Normally when we talk about games being delayed, uh, usually it's by a couple months, sometimes mm-hmm. as much as a year. And the reason being because, oh, we really want to make sure the game is polished. We don't want to release a game that uh, is not really up to our standards. Uh, we don't want to be the uh, next Cyberpunk 2077. No, no, no. Things like that. Um, this one, however, is different. This one wasn't just um, delayed because of um, they wanted to narrow it down. It was delayed for quite a few different reasons. Yeah, it's like a myriad of them. A myriad mm-hmm. of reasons. Uh, it's on it's on an indefinite hold following the recent fo- firings of two key directors. Despite internal excitement following the production of a vertical slice for Lucasfilm and Sony in June, Aspire leadership told staff the product just wasn't where it needed to be. A week later, designer director Brad Pence and art director Jason Miner were fired. Miner confirmed as much via LinkedIn last month, but provided no reason for the departure. According to Bloomberg sources, Aspire Studio heads held a series of meetings throughout July to discuss the game's status, telling employees that development would need to be paused at the company as the company sought out more contract work. And while early on, Aspire told partners the Knights of the Republic remake was targeting a late 2020 release, developers now say the far off 2025 is more realistic. Some people close to development also say too much time and money was spent on the demo sent to Aspire's production partners and that many of the project's current course was no longer sustainable. Um, they're basically fully confident that the game is going to be fantastic. However, uh, they don't see it really coming out anytime soon because a three-year development time, you might as well scrap the whole project and start from the beginning. Yeah, that, that's kind of insane, like 2025. Yeah, yeah. and long one. That is, that, is, that is epically long. And yeah, like we might even get an, a new console by that time. Don't say that. Don't the refreshes, that. the mid-gen refreshes. <laughs> well, who knows? By that time, maybe the PS5 will stop having uh, supply shortages. Yeah, maybe somebody can walk into a store and buy a PS5. That will be the day when you can actually walk to the store, drive to the store, and be like, hey, can I buy a PS5? Sure, customer. I, I bet that's going to start happening next year. I hope so, It's dude. not going to be this year, but I think next year for sure. I, I think when that does eventually happen, we can finally say the supply chain issue is over. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. When people yeah. start when people start marking down PS5s at GameStop, we can say it's over. When like yeah. when you're on like Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace and you see a PS5 being sold for uh, four hundred bucks, it's over. Like it, it, they're everywhere now. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This is this is like somewhat related, but not quite the same thing. Um, NVIDIA, the graphics card maker, I guess, uh, they overbought, um, like, uh, this part for their, their chips in their, um, for their, like, graphics card because, because of the crypto, like, crash, 
basically there's a overflux of graphics cards on the market now. I did now hear they, about that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So they are they they are now having the opposite problem. They have all these graphics cards that no one's buying because right. no one's doing the crypto farming. But right. now you can at least finally get a graphics card at market value or lower. Which okay. is good news for uh, PC users. Yes. It sucks, though, because they're pushing up the, like, so it's good on the graphics card front, but they're also pushing the price up of their processors by 10 to 20%. I forget exactly how much. Now, what um, about, so, like, um, I don't know if this is the same thing or similar, uh, GPUs? GPUs, graphics card. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so, yeah, it's 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 interesting. So, like, we, we're seeing now one market becoming over overflux so mm-hmm. i'm i'm curious when the when the uh the next straw is going to break the I, sony horses back so and it's going to finally work out for them here is my prediction for supply chain issues you heard it here first i'm not an economist but i did study business uh, but from what i've been seeing uh with the market and Considering that the Federal Reserve did just raise interest rates, yeah, I can conservatively estimate that things will be corrected in roughly, I'm going to say, sixteen to eighteen months. Okay, that's that's that's, that's my time. guess based on like yeah. the market right now. Yeah, that makes sense. That's the end of 2023. Yeah, like I I do think towards the tail end of 2023 we'll start to see a rebound yeah yeah and that's oh, we'll that's see good. you know we will see for sure you know, right, it's for very sure. hard to predict because like ever since 2020 you know what we know about economics has been flipped on its head right oh my god seriously like it, it's <laughs> it's absolutely insane like the i was uh listening to uh i know this is very nerdy and boring but i was listening to an economist podcast <laughs> nothing wrong with that dude and nothing uh he was just like yeah man like you know what we know like textbook wise tells us this is what's happening but guess what it's not mm. <laughs> all right he's like huh I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> yeah, like all the economists are just like, what? The textbook says this, but it's not doing it. Yeah, there was a TikTok because I watched Economist TikTok because I'm that guy. And they were basically explaining that, yeah, this is a very weird time because it did, is. You about, did you guys hear random sidebar? Did y'all hear about Walmart? No. Uh, what about Walmart? Walmart apparently is in a very interesting position. How so? Because um, because they have so much inventory, so they bought so much inventory because of the pandemic. They want to make sure they can like raise the price or whatever and sell it to consumers. Like think toilet paper, think yep. like th- things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they bought all this product. They jacked the price up. Okay, so yep. because they jacked the price up, people stopped buying it. Yeah, I mean that's the law of supply and demand, right there. That's right. the law of supply and demand. And because people stopped buying it, Walmart came to the realization, oh, we actually have way too much influx of this. And so now they're dropping the prices on everything. Good. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Because it's like, because people bought so much stuff, 
during the pandemic and corporations hoarding and trying to yeah, make yeah, yeah. as much product as they possibly can. The, the great um, toilet paper riots. Yep, those great. toilet paper riots of 2020. Yep. Um, because people were buying so much stuff, they have so much stuff, nobody's buying the stuff. And now because of inflation, they have to lower the prices. One thing um, that I didn't know that I learned uh, actually just today, I was watching uh, John Oliver's recent episode about inflation, and uh, he was speaking about this concept called shrinkflation, where during times of you know, economic like unrest, like what we're in right now, companies will shrink the size of their products to kind of keep the prices the same. So... To give a just random example, like let's say General Mills, you know, they you know Cheerio box, right? Yeah. The normal size for a Cheerio box is like 20 ounces, right? Right. So what General Mills has been doing in order to try not to raise the price, they lower the size of the container by like two to three ounces, but you're paying the same, but just for less. Yep. Shrinkflation. Taco Bell got caught with this too, but people... Yep. It being Taco Bell, people were pissed. So like the um, the Taco Bell like cheese sauce or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they put less on. They they put it in smaller containers too. Yep. And so it's called shrinkflation. And my problem with shrinkflation is that I think it's here to stay permanently. Yeah, because I, I'm can, afraid so. You can shrink the size of something. People are going to get used to paying that price. Oh well, then what's the point of us going back to our normal size then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what always worries me. That right there that they're like, oh. We're just going to leave it at this price. <laughs> yeah, literally that. Um, but let's get back on topic. Yes, yes. Enough tangents. And one game that we've been talking about on the podcast, which is Warner Brothers, uh, is finally unveiled a beta for everyone to play. If you have a console or I think it's also on PC, but I could be wrong. If you have a console. I think it is. Yeah. If you have any way of playing a game, you can now play the Multiverses beta. Yes. Only stipulation is you have to create a Warner Brothers account. It's free. It takes you about two minutes to do so. I yeah, I downloaded the beta. I just need to create a, uh, a an account. Chris, have you created is, an account yet? I have a Warner Brothers account personally, but is so the beta is like you can still play with people and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yep, cool. you certainly can. You can. It's, it actually recommends that you play online with people. That's nice. Awesome. It literally says recommended online play. Um, have either of you played it? No. I have not yet. I have. Downloaded it. Downloaded it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I've actually played it. Uh, once you, you have to get, the, like, if you want to get unlock Wonder Woman, you have to go through the tutorial. Mm-hmm. So I went through the, all the tutorials. I did a couple practice rounds. And right before I hopped into my very first online multiverses match, it was time to share our podcast. Um, overall, it's I, I like it. I like the visuals. I think it's a, a very simplified fighting game. Mm, is it? But the most important thing is it fun? Yeah, it, 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 it's fun. But I can see how it would get old after a bit. Like if you don't yeah. keep the influx of characters, you don't change the influx of maps. I can see how it could be old. But I can also see why this is a free to play game. Yeah. yeah, like something you hop in, you hop out. It's really no commitment. I like. I like the fighting style. It does remind me of Super Smash Brothers, but slower. Yeah. Um, and I think each character thus far that I've played with does stand out in their own individual way. So I think that's epic. The one thing I do enjoy just from you know, watching clips is I like the fact that they made the Iron Giant a actual giant. 
when I saw Iron Dragon <laughs> was announced, I was like, how is that going to work? <laughs> I still don't know how that would work, but mm. let me, I got to see it. Like his, his character models, you know, massive. Yeah. Like three yeah. times the size of other character models. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate that because, you know, it's the Iron Giant. So it makes sense that he is that big. Yeah. I do appreciate in the Warner Brothers world, uh, Superman can go one to one with Shaggy, and you don't. Yeah, that's hilarious to me. Uh, one thing I'm curious about before I play it is how are like the the voices? Uh, I actually haven't heard any voices yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I, I might it might have been because I wasn't really looking for it. I was just learning how to play the game. Gotcha. Um, but I have I have not. I don't recall hearing any uh, voices. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, now. Let's move over to our next topic, and that has to do, and I hate that we always talk about Xbox, but uh, it is what it is. Xbox Series X and Xbox Series XS is the fastest selling Xbox console of all time. That's not surprising. Right. I'm actually not surprised by this information. Not at all. But I guess if you go back to when the 360 came out, uh, were people really waiting outside like uh, twenty like until midnight to get an Xbox Series X. I don't remember it being that big of a thing. Not that I can recall. Like uh, when the previous generation came out, like PS4 and um, the what was it Xbox One, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't really remember anybody like you know fuming over it or uh, you know salivating. Well, what what makes this uh, console different is that. The way that they're calculating this is what's different from the 360 and the Xbox Ones. Uh, basically, they're saying that the Xbox actually has not slowed down when it comes to sales since the release date. Which is awesome. That's, That's really, really good for Microsoft. That is epic. Because usually after this point, because the consoles have been out for a hot minute, I would say. Yeah. Uh, at this point, you would start to see kind of slowing down. People have already wanted one, have already got one. But that turns out not to be the case. People are still going out and buying Xbox Series X and S's, obviously, as well as the PS5, in droves. Yeah. Yeah, it's... They they finally have something that is a, appealing to all markets. Even like, Japan. Like, yes. But, and that's exactly what I was going to mention. Japan is, like, one of the hardest markets to crack if you're not a, a Japanese, like, company. Yeah, because, like, the no, Nintendo and... Uh, Sony have been very successful in the Japanese markets. Microsoft has struggled over there historically. Yes. Yes. So by having like, and I, I'm 100% guaranteeing that it's probably like uh, 95% of them are buying the series S yeah. <laughs> I'm getting game pass. Um, and then the other 5% are getting the series X. I'm, I am like, I'm pretty damn sure it's like going to be like a crazy split like that because they're like, oh, there's this, I can get the subscription. I can get all of these games and just pay this, this low monthly fee <laughs> and still actually have my like Nintendo and my, my switch and my uh, PlayStation for my primary game. This is, this is great. Yeah. There's games on here that are also on my PlayStation. That I never got to try that. I can now try on this 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 monthly fee this is this is wonderful i am like i know that's how they're thinking of it yeah i I guarantee the same and you know what it's really benefiting microsoft as a company and uh, and i know that 
it's I think it's been easier. To, obviously, it's been a lot easier to get an Xbox Series X, not even including the S, because S, I feel like you could go into a GameStop right now and buy an yep. S. Without and doubt. That, I think, was Microsoft's major strategy this, this time around. We I can't with- tell you um, how many times I walk into, like, a uh, electronics retailer like Best Buy, Walmart, et cetera. They actually have signs on the front door saying no PS5s at this location. Yeah. Um, yep. As someone who has both, I don't think you need to rush out and get a PS5. No, no. I, I, no. I agree with you because, to me, like, there's nothing that jumps out at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, regarding like the PlayStation in terms of like ex- exclusives. Well, it's funny because my coworker who got a PS5 before I did, I asked him. I was like, "Oh, well, what game would you play with your PS5?" Thinking that he's fully in depth in the PS5 <laughs> realm, right? Yeah, yeah. He was like, well, "I still play my PS4 games on my PS5." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "But like, you played like a game that's only PS5?" He was like, "No, all I want to do is play my PS4 games." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that he said it no i just want to play my ps4 games. that's hilarious every person all of my friends i know who have ps5s they're playing their ps4 games that's crazy i i love trying to like the series x like games yeah, yeah, like, same there's there's just there's leaps and bounds like like technological jumps like less loading screens yep. crazy looking graphics yep. high high frames per second yep. like it's it's nuts um, there was a like, quick comment I wanted to make. Um, I saw this uh, earlier this week, actually. So Microsoft CEO, CEO uh, Satya Nadella, um, in an earn- earnings call with like investors, he said that the Xbox Series X and S has outsold the PS5 in North America for three quarters in a row. Damn! <laughs> like they are they are cleaning house right now. Like now now mind you, like it. Sony is for sure still having like very harsh supply issues, but regardless, that's still that's still a lot. It's it's not like it's not like these people just like oh, if if all they have is the Xbox, I'm just gonna get the Xbox. No, they want the Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> literally, they're not somebody. I none of my friends who have PS5s has even thought about the Xbox at all. Yeah, exactly. If you, you're either you, you're either gonna have some interest or you're not like. And that's 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 how it is. And so to see that they're they're killing it like that, and we thought that like Sony was going to kind of clean house for a while this this generation. Um, it's 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 very good. It's very good news for Microsoft. They needed a win in the gaming sector, and they are getting it. They are absolutely getting it, and they are running with it. Random sidebar: um, Before we get into our review segment. We were talking about like Japan and how American brands breaking breaking into the Japanese industry is pretty rare. Yeah. Do you know what the number one selling American car brand is in Japan? Oh, I, I know this. Uh, oh my god. Uh, I used, Wait, no, I used to know this. Yeah, I'm so I'm sorry. I, I I was trying to take it back as soon as I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Lincoln. Uh, not Lincoln, but that would be China would be a pretty good guess for Lincoln, Chris. Yeah, hey, it was worth it. Was An worth American. A shot. Yep, American car brand. And it's, obviously, guess. It, it's it's not a lot. It's like a six percent share, but it's yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna guess the Ford. American. The nope. The number one American car brand in Japan is Jeep. Oh, I was gonna say Jeep, 
But I was like, what are they going to do? Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I was sitting there. Th- I was like, why would, like, usually yeah, why would very, they buy like, Jeeps? Exactly. Jeeps like, because they're gas. Like, they're not gas efficient. Jeeps they're luxury cars, don't long they? Long. Aren't they uh, partial to, like, BMWs? Um, In Japan? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, Japan is Germans, but I, I don't I don't know. It doesn't say where this where I'm, I'm definitely curious, like, what luxury cars that they like. Well, Lexus is definitely one. Okay. Um, but they, they generally stick to like the, uh, like Japanese brands. Yeah. 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 Jeep's trendy, reliable image makes it the best selling American car brand in Japan. So huh, how about that? You know, I didn't know Jeep was reliable, but all right, cool. <laughs> it's definitely how hard. about that? All right. So let's get into our review segment. Do you, Mason, do you have anything to review this week? Uh, I mean, the only two things that I want to mention is the anime I watched Angel Beats. Um, to me. It has not aged well uh, for an anime from that time period. I feel like the show was trying to do too much at the same time. And it was only 13 episodes long, so it was very short. But essentially, like, the show's premise is about um, basically those who have died prematurely and are sent to a sort of, like, not purgatory, but they get sent to, like, a, a, a different form of the underworld where they have to come to terms with their passing before they can actually like move on completely from from death. And it was a show gotcha. about like that, but I feel like they could have done it better because they they were trying to employ like so many different like different tropes and different styles of of the show itself. Like it was trying to be like a comedy, a drama, an action anime. Like it was trying to be like all these different things. It was just felt oversaturated, even though it was only 13 episodes long, which is why I thought it was like a little bit of below average show. So like a like a six or like a six point five out of ten, I would say. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty. That's doesn't yeah. sound great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can't really recommend watching it. Like the only good thing about it to me was uh, the music and like the opening and the ending were, were very stellar, like very good opening and ending. Okay. Um, and then the other thing I just wanted to touch on before I pass it off to you guys is uh, I am completely blown away by the response. My uh, <laughs> video review on my YouTube channel has gotten for uh no, Netflix's RRR movie that I talked on yeah. in a previous we, episode. We so I'm very uh, thrilled and excited to report that my video I posted like six days ago almost has 7,000 views. Holy shit. We, Good we, shit, dude. We were joking with Mesa. He's going to become super famous in India. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, so a staggering 70% of viewers that have watched the video are, are you know, from India. That is really funny to me. Yeah, ten percent, ten percent female, nine per ninety percent male. Uh, demographic wise, you know, our age bracket. Mm-hmm. Which you no know, makes sense. Well, I'm actually going to take your suggestion, Mason, for my flight down to Brazil, which I leave on Sunday. I've actually downloaded RR. Nice. Let me know what you think of it, dude. Like, remember what I said. You know, leave your suspension of disbelief at the door. Like. Try to turn your brain off when you watch it. When someone picks up a motorcycle and beats somebody else with it, I'm definitely I'm turning. Yeah, it like it, it is so <laughs> it is so ridiculous, but it's good. 
All right. Well, I'll I'll let you guys know. Hopefully, on the next episode. If not, I'll post my review to Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a long movie, so just strap in. It's you no, know, it's three hours long. I got nine and a half hours, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you guys got for your reviews? Chris, you got anything? No, I am currently finishing up. Um, what's it called? Uh, Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. Um, Good. Story. I am in season three. Um, I am. I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I watched season one years ago, and I just I just yeah. fell off of it. So I'm yeah, coming we, back and watching it. My wife and I watched season one, started season two, and like season two was like more of the same, just different time period. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, there's two other shows, real quick. So I'm watching this anime called Cra- Classroom of the Elite. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It I is just a got uh, new new uh, new content, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's on season two. Um, I'm halfway through one of the episodes, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's damn good. Like season one had me going. I was like, what in the world is going on here? Like Devin, you would watch this show, and you'd be like, all right, there's gotta be a catch, right? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, that's it. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, right. And then lastly, if you guys have not seen it. Or heard of it? There is a show on Hulu called uh, "The uh, Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch." You that sounds interesting, and I forgot about it. You have got to watch this show. So it is. It is. Uh, I'm gonna try. Like it's. It's realistic. It is real. It is. It is 100 real. It is. It's like it's uh, happening at a ranch in man. It's in some some nowhere state. I'll say Wyoming or something. Um, and uh, basically there is all this paranormal like activity happening. Um, like it's like, it's, we're assuming alien. We're an assuming. Yeah. Alien. Um, and it is wild. Like it's a, it's a legitimate, he's like a astrophysicist who's there trying to investigate this and figure out what's going on to see if he can find any answers um, to what's happening on this ranch. And he has like a team of like this investigator. Um, they, they're funded by this billionaire. Um, and yeah, it's, it's off the hook. <laughs> I will have to check it out. Yes. Yeah, I'll, Let I'll, me know what you think. I'll definitely check it out. Cause it was definitely my alloy. I forgot what the name of the show was, but all right. Are you guys ready for my short review of stray? Yes. Yes. Stray is a tw- 2002 adventure platformer puzzle game developed by Blue 12 Studios and produced by Annapurna Studios and Annapurna Interactive. Now, for those of you who are looking at a game where you play as a cat, you probably can go ahead and make the assumption that this game is not going to be very difficult. And that assumption would be correct. This game's difficulty level is nothing that you would expect from any kind of platformer in today's world of Elden Ring. However, that's what makes this game kind of enjoyable. This game doesn't pose too much of a difficulty challenge, and the story mode is mainly being read through text, but it's a game that's kind of refreshing to play in the world of just difficult games, which requires you so much of different uh, maps to fill, so many different collectibles to find. Stray is a breath of fresh air played by a cat. Now, when you have a game playing played by a cat, you're pretty much limited in your options of what you can do. 
And that being the case, you can go up and you can scratch the wall because you're a playful cat. You can go up and you can take a little nap in a little bookshelf because you're a straight cat. Or you can go ahead and drink some water that's coming down from a little tiny droplet into a tiny bowl because you're a cat. What makes this guess, I guess what makes this game so entertaining is the fact that you haven't done this before. It's it's not a very long game. I think at maximum you're running about five hours. And it's also not a very in-depth game because there's really not like a whole RPG system behind it. It's a fairly linear game without too many paths in which you can take. But for the average gamer, this is actually refreshing. You don't have to slog out hundreds of hours. You don't have to grind to get to the next level. You can just play as a little comfortable cat and take your time. Yes, there are enemies in this game, and yes, you can possibly die. But the likelihood of that happening, again, if you've played video games before, is very low. And because Stray doesn't try to take itself too seriously, nor does it try to be anything bigger than it is, I will actually give Stray a comfortable 4.5 out of 5. Ooh, wow. Nice. I would, love, I would love to give it a five. However, the game is just too short. Like by the time you really start getting into it, the game comes to a conclusion. So wow. if, and if you have the game, uh, PlayStation plus premium subscription, it is a free to play game. If you do not, you will have to pay the full price of, I believe, $29.99. Oh, that's not bad. It's not awful. It's only five hours. If it was any more than that, if it was a $70 game, I would tell you, don't do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I honestly I, thought it was going to be a $70 that's, that's dollar what game. I thought you were going to say, too. Nope. If it's a $70 game, I was going to give it a two. But <laughs> I will comfortably give this game a 4.5 out of 5. I think it's great to play as a cat. If you have a PS5 or even a PS4 or even your Microsoft Windows, I'd say give it a try. It's not going to take up too much of your time. It's It's fun. That's awesome. But all right, guys, we are at our time. Thank you so much for joining us at the Uninformed Gamers. You know me as Devin, also known as Darkness Tiger on the Xbox or Darkness Tiger 2 on PlayStation 5. You can find me controlling the Twitter page at Uninformed Gamers. I recently retweeted uh, someone who's working on a project. The project is uh, an alternate, uh, alternate ending to Halo Reach. Uh, it's a quick one-minute trailer. It's absolutely visually impressive, and I'm hoping the very best for when the actual full uh, Halo Reach movie does come out. Mm-hmm. So if you like what we do, be sure to give us a like, a subscribe, and share us. Let those people know that you don't hate us because of our vaccine status. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. All right, guys, go ahead. Go uh... All right. Uh, well, I've been Mason, also known as Rad Dreams from Rad Dreams Review, and I recently uh, achieved my 200 subscriber milestone on my channel. So thank you very much uh, to everyone who has supported me. Uh, very, very grateful and expect even more content in the future. So feel free to check me out, add more subscriptions. Hopefully we can get 500 more. Let's, uh, let's keep this train going. Choo-choo! <laughs> um, <laughs> and I am Chameleon, or Chris. You can find me on Twitter, at Chameleon Games. Um, it's, always a, it's always fun to talk with you guys, so feel free to reach out to me anytime. Um, but thanks again for uh, listening to this episode, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Later. Peace!